U.S. elections go tonight. It could be really interesting, very interesting as a matter of fact. People are really mobilized to vote, but what are they mobilized for and for what side? There's a lot that I don't recognize among either party from uh, growing up. This is not the party of Bill Clinton on the Democrat side. This is not the party of Ronald Reagan on the Republican side. It's all a little bit messy. I don't know how you could make the case that you like the options more than when you had the opportunity to vote for those two men. But we'll get into it. And, of course, Wednesday, full coverage of all the results and what it means for us here in Canada and in Toronto as well. I won't lie, really excited for the drama of what will be a U.S. midterm election night. It's a bunch of bunch of factors for sure. Um, and it, it, I didn't even it didn't even occur to me, but I heard someone say this last night. It is the first election on a national level since January 6th of 2021. And I remember what that day was like. And there's two things. You just remember being stuck on the fact that that day was quite frightening in a lot of ways. And I remember also being stuck on the fact that aren't they just going to come back tomorrow? That was honestly my, my prevailing opinion going in that evening. And I was on the phone so much doing, I was doing the nine to noon show the next day on uh, 900 CHML in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And uh, with our friends there. And I remember, you know, we're getting guests ready. I'm talking to the producer and we're like, why aren't they just going to come back? Like you need more of a police presence there. The very next day, here's what's going to happen. 435 House of Representative seats. Now, not all of them are up for election. Obviously, they get elected every every all those are up for election. I should say Senate, not the case, because some senators have six year terms. But right now it's 220 for the Democrats, 212 for the Republicans and three are vacant. That's going to turn. The Republicans are going to take the House. This often happens. Okay. The Democrats took the House back after Donald Trump was president in 2018. You can imagine, right? Now, the Senate, I guess it's too close to call. Um, if you'd asked me, my goodness, if you'd asked me in May or June, I would have said the Democrats will keep it. Um, those seats that we, we were even talking about you know, 15 minutes ago with Dave, whether it's uh, Fetterman and, and Dr. Oz, uh, Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania, that would I would have been like, he's not getting elected. I didn't even think he'd get the Republican nomination for Senate. Um, there's a couple Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. Are you kidding? Georgia showed up not just in their by-elections, uh, but as well in the actual election. Georgia voted for Joe Biden in 2018. But something's shifted a little bit, just a little bit at that point in time. And I... I'm worried about it, and at the same time, I I won't lie, I'd rather see uh, the Democrats be able to do things. I think there have been some productive things done, but here's what I know, and here's where I, I would find it really insulting that someone thinks one issue on itself, in and of itself, is going to make me vote differently, and that issue is obviously abortion and Roe v. Wade. I get it. It's and and it, it it's an important, critical function of who the Democrats are and not who the Republicans are. And Bill Maher has this right. He has this right. If you are pro-life, you must believe at your core. If you are staunchly pro-life, then you believe abortion is is murder. You believe that. 
You do not. Now, do I think some people are charlatans and pretending that's the case? Of course I do. Of course I do. And of course, some of them are. uh, uh, Absolutely, that's true. That they're being phonies about it. Herschel Walker's probably paid for more women to have abortions than he has fingers on his two hands. And it doesn't matter. If he if he says I'll I'll enact a pro life laws and I will be staunchly pro life as your Georgia senator, that's all that matters to people. So they think it's murder. They don't all hate women. They think it's murder. Do we, do women that vote pro life hate other women? I don't believe that. And if you ask me, I'm pro choice. I'm I believe in a woman's right to choose. I believe there have to be limitations. By the way, we never talk about this in Canada, and we brought this up so many times. Um, so many times. Um, and I, 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 I really do believe that we don't talk enough about our limitations. I brought this up um, about Prince Edward Island. Here's what we know about Prince Edward Island. 16 weeks. That's the time you've got to make a decision if you're a woman and you're pregnant. That's the time you've got. And and you might say, that's enough time, Greg. That's enough time. It shouldn't be at 24 weeks. It sure shouldn't be at 32 weeks. Once we get into the third trimester, no chance. And I, I, I'd listen to that conversation. I'm inclined to agree with that conversation. I'm not a, hey, anytime, anywhere, always a woman's right to do what? Everything else has regulations. Everything else has stoppage points. Why would we do it any other way? But here's where I would find it insulting. I, here's where I would absolutely find it insulting is you thinking, hey, you're a woman. I'm not. But you thinking you're a woman. So all you care about is Roe v. Wade. No, it isn't. Not by a long shot. I care about my wallet. I care about my community. I care about my ability to send my kid to school. I care, by the way, also about my ability and my independence to judge how I move forward in the pandemic. And I will tell you, that this is going to be an interesting result tonight because women are mobilized to vote. They've done the data. I've seen the data. Women are going to vote en masse. At least they registered to in this election. But I'd be really careful because one side says, well, they're out for Roe v. Wade, so we got to push back. And I get that, and I understand that. But there's also women saying, you think, you think abortion, like abortion is the most important thing in my household as a parent. As a wife, as whatever, 365 days a year. You think that. You think I'm so simplistic that that's all I care about. You think that's it. Well, it's not. Well, it's not. And there's going to be more than enough people who are going to wonder or whether or not uh, that, they, that they didn't feel they had the right to, to parent the way they wanted to the right for their kids to be educated they want, the way they wanted to, the right for their daughter or son to go off to university the way they wanted to. Those are the things that are on the ballot tonight. And by the way, I'm really, I just did something that I can't stand. I'm really tired about that phrase. This is on the ballot. Democracy is on the ballot. I saw somebody yesterday, actually it was Rob Reiner, the actor, say on MSNBC, the actor and, and, uh, and obviously director and producer. He doesn't act very much anymore. But he said, it's possible that if the Republicans uh, turn the House and the Senate, this will be the last election ever in U.S. history. <sighs> please, please. Like, again, do you want me to vote for you? If you do, if you want me to vote for your side, and I would always lean to the Democrats. I always would. But don't insult my intelligence. Don't tell me there's only one issue. Don't tell me democracy is on the ballot. 
I get that there's people denying the 2020 election result that the Democrats are running against. I got all that. I understand that. By the way, I'm not so sure that Bush Gore in Florida in 2000 was very straight up at the end of the day. His brother ran the state of Florida. Am I an election denier? Am I am I some kind of conspiracy theorist? There's questions about 2000. There's questions about 2016. Hillary Clinton says, oh, the Russian interference, that cost me the election. Yeah, or you ran a real lousy campaign and you were a real lousy candidate. It could be that also. I just, I don't know. And by the way, these are things we worry about. Oh, this is going to come up here. This is going to end up being an issue. I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. There's going to be many lifelong liberals and they're going to vote Republican tonight. And, I, and I'm telling you, they're going to vote because of school closures and they're going to vote because of vaccine mandates. And they're going to vote because of mask policies. And Democrats had tons of room, time to backtrack, apologize. But they've doubled down and they've vilified anybody who's dissented upon them. I'm going to read you this tweet. Somebody wrote um, a, uh, a news person in the United States. My wife is Ohio Union Democrat, but she will vote GOP tomorrow because of the COVID mandates against the kids. Ours are five and seven. And our son finally broke down in March, weeping from the claustrophobia of masking. For me, Dems have just gotten weird and dictatorial since Obama left. Uh, Shiba Siddiqui is with me right now. You and I were talking about Barack Obama the other day, and it's just as one of those fascinating questions. I think we agree he'd still be president. But what's really fascinating, too, is would how would he have handled the pandemic? That's just that, oh. that, that's a question that is just fascinating to me. Perfectly. And he's so relieved that he hasn't had to. There's you're damned if you do damned if you don't. I got it. You're either too restrictive or not restrictive enough. You can't make the porridge quite right. But I'm I'm telling you, there's a lot of women mobilized to vote and they're going to vote for two very different reasons. I just don't know which there's more of. Yeah, I agree with you. I would I would have been very interesting to see. But, you know, I don't think any leader ever would have wanted to be put in that position had they known that there was a pandemic coming. They don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with. I mean, there's still a lot of uh, PTSD from that from a lot of people. Right. And where are we Mm -hmm. taking it? We're taking it on our politicians. Uh, so it would have definitely been interesting. And what we're seeing down south, I mean, I'm seeing Donald Trump, you know, gain momentum and seeing him at the podium and yelling and slamming and talking about this and that. And saying I don't know. terrible, terrible things about Nancy Pelosi. Yes. He's he's yes. a disgusting but, human being. But it scares but that, me. But that's not even shock value anymore. No. We know that he's going to say these things. We know he's going to say terrible things. We know he's going to say oh, completely. I, I, I was thinking about his kids. I wonder what if his kids are ever like they ever like. Even Biden's kids, like, do they ever just like, you know, slam their their palms against their foreheads going, oh, my God. Yeah. Just stop. I mean, I don't I got no I, I just have I would have certainly no home down there when we're talking about limiting a woman's right to choose. We're talking about banning books where we believe in insurrection if you don't believe in an election result like they're the, the Trump Republicans to me are a cult. But at the same time, on the other side, like I said, school closures, mask policies, vaccine mandates. I, I absolutely like I, I ask you as a woman, you, you go, of course, you would believe in a woman's right to choose, but it wouldn't it may not necessarily be the most important thing in your household 365 days a year. It might not be. No, it's not one of the most important things for that amount of time. But it is something that does come to the table because it I think it represents other issues that if there's a, somebody who does not believe in the right to choose, um, what else do we not agree on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I keep seeing the, the governor of New York is still talking about 
Mask. Well, there's some really cute masks out there. Kids are socialized to wear masks, and New York especially went deep into it, like putting it on three and four year olds. I mean, I I I ended up this circle of how you end up following people on Twitter. All these moms in New York, they are they couldn't wait for it today. They're fired up and they want the governor gone. Remember also this governor replaced Andrew Cuomo, yes. who was a scuzz bucket in his own right, um, with you know, with the touchy feely uh, women yes, business. And his brother and they had that whole thing that shtick on CNN. I'm still a big Chris fan. Yeah, I am too, actually. <laughs> I am as well.